On January 22nd, we commemorate the Apostle Timothy of the Seventy, the monastic martyr Anastasius the Persian, the monastic martyr Anastasius the deacon of the Kiev near Caves, Venerable Macarius of Zabin the Wonderworker, the 377 martyred companions in Bulgaria, St. Britwald of Wilton, and St. Euphemius. The Holy Apostle Timothy was from the Lyconian city of Lystra in Asia Minor. St. Timothy was converted to Christ in the year 52 by the Holy Apostle Paul, commemorated on June 29th. When the Apostles Paul and Barnabas first visited the cities of Lycaonia, St. Paul healed one crippled from birth. Many of the inhabitants of Lystra then believed in Christ, and among them was the future St. Timothy. His mother Eunice and grandmother Loida, Lois. The seed of faith planted in St. Timothy's soul by the Apostle Paul brought forth abundant fruit. He became St. Paul's disciple and later his constant companion and co-worker in the preaching of the gospel. The Apostle Paul loved St. Timothy, and in his epistles called him his beloved son, remembering his devotion and fidelity with gratitude. He wrote to Timothy, You have followed my teaching, way of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, and patience. The Apostle Paul appointed St. Timothy as bishop of Ephesus, where the saint remained for fifteen years. Finally, when St. Paul was in prison and awaiting martyrdom, he summoned his faithful friend, St. Timothy, for a last farewell. St. Timothy ended his life as a martyr. The pagans of Ephesus celebrated a festival in honor of their idols and used to carry them through the city, accompanied by impious ceremonies and songs. St. Timothy, zealous for the glory of God, attempted to halt the procession and reason with the spiritually blind, idol-worshipping people by preaching the true faith in Christ. The pagans angrily fell upon the holy apostle. They beat him, dragged him along the ground, and finally they stoned him. St. Timothy's martyrdom occurred in the year 93. In the 4th century, the holy relics of St. Timothy were transferred to Constantinople and placed in the church of the holy apostles near the tombs of St. Andrew, commemorated on November 30th, and St. Luke, commemorated on October 18th. The church honors St. Timothy as one of the apostles of the Seventy. In Russian practice, the back of a priest's cross is often inscribed with St. Paul's words to St. Timothy. Be an example to the believers of speech and conduct, in love and faith and purity. The monk martyr Anastasius the Persian was the son of a Persian sorcerer named Bavi. As a pagan, he had the name Magundatis and served in the armies of the Persian emperor Chosroes II, who in 614 ravaged the city of Jerusalem and carried away the life-creating cross of the Lord to Persia. Great miracles occurred from the cross of the Lord, and the Persians were astonished. The heart of young Magundantes was inflamed with a desire to learn more about the sacred object. Asking everyone about the Holy Cross, the youth learned that upon it the Lord himself was crucified for the salvation of mankind. He became acquainted with the truths of the Christian faith in the city of Shalkadon, where the army of Chosros was for a certain while. He was baptized with the name Anastasius and then became a monk and spent seven years in one of the Jerusalem monasteries, living an ascetical life. Reading the lives of the holy martyrs, St. Anastasius was inspired with the desire to imitate them. A mysterious dream which he had on Great and Holy Saturday, the day before the resurrection of Christ, urged him to do this. 
Having fallen asleep after his daily tasks, he beheld a radiant man giving him a golden chalice filled with wine, who said to him, Take this and drink. Draining the chalice, he felt an ineffable delight. St. Anastasius then realized that this vision was his call to martyrdom. He went secretly from the monastery to Palestinian Caesarea. There, he was arrested for being a Christian and was brought to trial. The governor tried in every way to force St. Anastasius to renounce Christ, threatening him with tortures and death, and promising him earthly honors and blessings. The saint, however, remained unyielding. Then they subjected him to torture. They beat him with rods, they lacerated his knees, they hung him up by the hands, and tied a heavy stone to his feet. They exhausted him with confinement, and then wore him down with heavy work in a stone quarry with other prisoners. Finally, the governor summoned St. Anastasius and promised him his freedom if he would only say, I am not a Christian. The holy martyr replied, I will never deny my Lord before you or anyone else, neither openly nor even while asleep. No one can compel me to do this while I am in my right mind. Then, by order of the emperor, Chosroos, St. Anastasius was strangled, then beheaded. After the death of Chosroos, the relics of the monk martyr Anastasius were transferred to Palestine, to the Anastasius Monastery. The monk martyr Anastasius, deacon of the Kiev Caves, lived an ascetical life in the near caves. The hieromonk Athanasius Suti calls him brother of St. Titus the Presbyter, commemorated on February 27th. In the manuscripts of the saints, he is called the deacon. In the service to the Synaxis of the Fathers of the Near Caves, it says that the monk martyr Anastasius possessed such steadfastness in God that he received everything he asked for. His memory is celebrated also on September 28th and on the second Sunday of Great Lent. St. Macarius of Zabin, the wonder-worker of Beleg, was born in the year 1539. In his early years, he was tonsured with the name Onofrius. In the year 1585, he founded Zabin's monastery of the entry of the Most Holy Theotokos into the temple near the river Oka, not far from the city of Belv. In 1615, the monastery was completely destroyed by Polish soldiers under the command of Lisowski. Returning to the charred remains, the monk began to restore the monastery. He again gathered the brethren, and in place of the wooden church, a stone church was built in honor of the entry of the Most Holy Theotokos to the temple, November 21st, with a bell tower at the gates. The saint spent his life in austere monastic struggles, suffering cold, heat, hunger, and thirst, as the monastery accounts relate. He often went deep into the forest where he prayed to God in solitude. Once when he was following a path in the forest, he heard a faint moaning. He looked around and saw a weary Polish man reclining against the tree trunk with his saber beside him. The man had strayed from his regiment and had become lost in the forest. In a barely audible voice, this enemy, who might have been one of the destroyers of the monastery, asked for a drink of water. Love and sympathy surged up with the monk. With a prayer to the Lord, he plunged his staff into the ground. At once, a fresh spring of water gushed forth, and he gave the dying man a drink. When both the external and internal life of the monastery had been restored, St. Onufrius withdrew from the general monastic life, and having entrusted the guidance of the brethren to one of his disciples, he took the schema with the name Macarius, 
for the place of his solitude, he chose a spot along the upper tributary of the river Zabinka. About one verse separated the mouth of the tributary and the banks of the river Oka. The ascetical struggles of St. Macarius were concealed not only from the world, but also from his beloved brethren. He died in 1623 at the age of 84, at the hour when the roosters start to crow. He was buried opposite the gates of the monastery on January 22nd, the commemoration of St. Timothy, where a church was later built and named for him. The iconographic originals has preserved the description of St. Macarius in his last years. He had gray hair with a small beard, and over his monastic reyasa he wore the schema. Veneration of St. Macarius was established at the end of the 17th century or the beginning of the 18th. According to tradition, his relics remained uncovered, but by 1721 they were interred in a crypt. In the 18th century the monastery became deserted. The memory of his deeds and miracles was so completely forgotten that when the incorrupt relics of the monastery's founder were uncovered during the construction of the Church of St. Nicholas in 1816, a general panahida was served over them. The restoration of the liturgical commemoration of St. Macarius of Belev is credited to Igumen Jonah, who was born on January 22nd, the Feast of St. Macarius, and who began his own monastic journey at the Optina Monastery, not far from the Zabin Monastery. In 1875, Igumen Jonah became head of the Zabin Monastery. His request to re-establish the Feast of St. Macarius was strengthened by the petition of the people of Belev, who through the centuries had preserved their faith in the saint. On January 22, 1888, the annual commemoration of St. Macarius of Zabin was resumed. In 1889, a church dedicated to St. Macarius was built at his tomb. Igumen Jonah, who lived at the monastery and actually participated in the construction, decided that in addition to the building project, the holy relics of St. Macarius would also be uncovered. When everything was on the point of readiness, St. Macarius appeared to the participants and sternly warned them that they should not proceed with their intention or they would be punished. The memory of this appearance was reverently preserved among the monks of the monastery. St. Macarius of Zabinsk is also commemorated on September 22nd. 377 Christians were captured in Thrace by the Bulgars and were slain in various ways. Among the martyrs were the bishops Manuel, George, Peter, and Leontius, and the presbyters Sionius, Gabriel, John, Leontius, and Parodus. St. Britwald, or Bertwald, was the last bishop of Ramsbury in Wiltshire. After his death, the see was transferred to Old Sarum. Originally a monk of Glastonbury, he was renowned for his visions and prophecies. St. Britwald died in 1045 and was buried in Glastonbury Abbey. Little is known about St. Euthemius commemorated on this day.